Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Daniel 2, 31-45. Uh, we're going to be reading there in a moment. And uh, if you can put that picture up here. Amen. And so this is a foundation this evening of a, a tower in, uh, in Dubai. And so it's uh, one of the biggest towers in the world. Um, and so this tower is uh, 2,680 feet, or almost exactly half a mile, amen, is how, how tall this tower is. And so the foundation system for the Dubai Tower is, comprom- uh, amen, is uh, about 992 board piles. And so these are uh, drill shafts. And so they're approximately five feet in diameter and approximately uh, 50 millimeters in depth, which is 164 feet. And so 12 uh, feet, amen, a raft foundation sits on top of the piles under the full footprint of the structure. Amen. You, you can put up the tower too, sorry. Go ahead. And so this is the tower, amen. And so I looked it up the other day uh, because I've used this picture before. And so that that still is the the tallest tower in the world right there. Amen. And so I want to say this evening that, you know, we saw that foundation. And so Jesus Christ is the rock of our foundation. He is our spiritual foundation. And I want to say that we need to build our lives on him. On the rock, amen. We we sang that song this evening, the rock, amen. And so Jesus Christ is a rock. Daniel 2, 34 through 35 says, You saw, O king, and behold a great image. And this is Daniel actually, actually interpreting the dream, amen, to King Nebuchadnezzar. This image, mighty and exceedingly bright brightness, amen, stood before you, and its appearance was frightening goes on to say and the head of the image was a fine gold its chest and arms were silver its middle and its thighs of bronze its legs of iron its feet partly iron and partly clay that's not good and as you looked a stone was cut by no human hands and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke it into pieces then the iron the clay and the bronze the silver and the gold all together were broken in pieces and it became like shaft of the summer threshing floor and the wind carried them away so that no not a trace of them could be found but some stone was struck uh, uh, struck the image and became a great mountain and filled the whole earth this was the dream and now we will tell the king of its interpretation. You, O king, the king of kings, whom God of heaven has given the kingdom 
and the power, amen, might and glory, and into whose hands he has given whatever they dwell, the children of men, the beasts of the field, and the birds of heaven, making you ruler over all them all, and you are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall rise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things. And like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all these. And as you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be divided, a divided kingdom. But some of this firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw uh, iron mixed with soft clay. And the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. And as you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they, they will mix one with another um, in marriage. But they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of those king, of the kings, the God of heaven will set up his own kingdom that shall never be destroyed nor the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that the stone was cut from a mountain by no human hands, and that it is broken in the piece, it broke in the pieces of iron, the bronze and clay and silver and gold, a great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain. And it's interpretation, sure. Amen. Let's pray. God, we pray this evening that you would move by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Reveal to us, Lord God, your word, Lord God, and what we should build upon, Lord God, your kingdom, Lord God, your glory, and not upon our own. We thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. So I want to take a look, firstly, at the kingdoms of this world. So King Nebuchadnezzar is known to be a modern historian as Nebuchadnezzar II. And so he ruled Babylon from 605 to 562 BC as the most influential and longest residing kings of the Neo-Babylonian period. And so Nebuchadnezzar uh, conducted the city of Babylon to its heights, its power, and its prosperity. Amen. And so this man was born, amen, in Babylon. And so he was the founder of the Chaldean dynasty. And so Nebuchadnezzar succeeded his father's throne, amen. And Nebuchadnezzar is best known as a Babylonian king who destroyed Jerusalem in 526 B.C. And so he led the Hebrews into captivity in Babylon. You remember the story of Daniel, and that's, that's the story, amen. According to Josephus, amen, Nebuchadnezzar later returned to besiege Jerusalem in 586. And so the book of Jeremiah reveals that campaign resulted in the capture of the city, the destruction of Solomon's temple, and the deportation of the Hebrews into captivity. And so this man's name means, amen, protector of the crown. And so it is translated into Nebuchadnezzar some, in some translation. 
And so he became incredibly successful conqueror and builder. And so think thousands of bricks have been found in Iraq with stamped, amen, with this man's name on them. And so he was still, amen, he was the, amen, crowned the prince. Nebuchadnezzar named stat, uh, gained stature as military commander by the, defeating the Egyptians, amen, and in the battle of Kermesh. And so during the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, he greatly expanded Babylon, the Babylonian Empire with the help of his wife. He undertook, amen, the rebuilding of, and beautification of his hometown, amen, the capital of Babylon. He restored the pagan temples, amen, as well as many other temples and shrines. After uh, living in his father's palace, he built a residence for, for himself. So it wasn't enough. Amen. That he lived in his, his dad's palace. He wanted to build something for himself. He built a summer palace for himself. Amen. And not only that, he built uh, lavish Babylonian uh, gardens. And so it was Nebuchadnezzar's agriculture, agricultural achievement ranked as one of the uh, seven wonders of, the, of this world. Think about this. And so this man accomplished... And did a lot in his lifetime. I want to say Nebuchadnezzar built a great kingdom of his own. On his own ability. His own wisdom. And his own might. And so just like Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. We can be building our own kingdom. It doesn't take much. Amen. For us to start building our own kingdom. Instead of God's kingdom. You and I, amen, we all have physical needs. And we have a need also as human beings to feel like we've accomplished something in our lives. We almost eat, amen. We almost meet the needs of our families, like clothing, shelter. And how many of us know that God is good to us? He even gives us our wants, amen. And so this, it is good, amen, to have substance in life. And so as humans, we have the need to feel like we have achieved something. And so position, a lot of times, it gives us dignity. It gives us honor. It gives us a sense of belonging. Amen. The, a while back ago, I built something with my daughter outside. And um, it was like this little shelter. Amen. For us to put our bikes, and uh, so I, I'm looking at it. I'm I'm, I'm thinking, man, wow, I, I did something. I did something great. Amen. And how many of us know we're like that? After we build something, after we do something, amen. We we we're like, oh man, I actually did something. I achieved something. Amen. It's it's kind of rinky dinky, but I, I built it. Amen. To to shield her their bikes and their little scooter. Amen. Thank God for that because all this uh, ash came through. But how many of us know that we like to be respected sometimes? Amen. It's, it's good, amen, for people to respect us. Amen. We serve a good God. And He is willing to pour His blessings upon our, our lives. God revealed Himself to King Nebuchadnezzar on several occasions. Daniel 2, 46-47 says, And then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face. And paid homage to Daniel and commanded that uh, the uh, um, 
commanded that uh, offerings and incense be offered up to him. Then the king answered and said to Daniel, Truly your God is God of gods, lords of kings, and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. And so Nebuchadnezzar, he acknowledged the God of Daniel. But I want to say that Nebuchadnezzar was too much into his own affairs, that he did not let the God of Daniel change him or change his heart. And so we can be, amen, in a place where God is saving people. He's doing miracles, amen, before our own eyes. And we're not even moved, amen, because we have become so inwardly focused, amen, and we're not outwardly focused anymore. And I want to say this evening that the devil's strategy is for us, amen, to focus on our own needs and desires. Because how many of us know that we have our own needs, we have our own desires, amen. And sometimes our needs and our desires, they're not evil, amen. But we can focus upon that, amen, instead of focusing on what God wants us to focus on. So I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, what kingdom, amen, or what kind of kingdom are you setting up for yourself? I found this word, amen, autonomous. And so we like to be autonomous, amen. And what this word means, I, I know you've heard it, amen, when, when they're the autonomous zone over there. And the, what this means is having freedom to govern itself or control its own affairs. And so God blesses us. And because we play a physical part in our blessing, I think, amen, we think it's of our own doing a lot of times. If you remember in the garden, God, God cursed the ground and told man, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. And so before sin, amen, man was in fellowship with God. And so he did not have to work. And so what we, amen, work for, unless it is blessed by God, it is actually a curse. Amen. Because think about this. We're, we're out there, we're sweating, we're working, amen, for our labor. But God said the ground is cursed. And so everything that's, you know, does not have God's hand on it, it's, it's basically cursed. And so God, has God not supplied more than our needs in the past? As we given our lives, amen, to his will, has he not taken care of us? He has. Amen. Matthew 6, 31 through 32, it says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I know we're Gentiles here, and we're not Jews, amen. But how many of us know that we've been adopted into God's heavenly kingdom, amen? And so we're new creations in him, amen. Our nature is supposed to be changed, amen. And so we can say that we're Gentiles no more, amen, according to, to amen, the, the world, the the wickedness of this world. I want to take a look, secondly, on sandcastles. 
And so we're honest, amen. Building the sandcastles of our own kingdom feels more rewarding sometimes. When I say that sandcastles are easy, we can build them up quickly and see an int, uh, immediate return of our investments. Amen. These are things that you and I, we build on our own ability. These are things that we do, amen, on our own. And so I want to say that these sandcastles, they look good physically. I've seen some, amen, some work, some works of arts of sandcastles, man. And these, these people, uh, when I was in Galveston, they, they, uh, they build these sandcastles. They have these sandcastle contests, man, and, and they're elaborate sandcastles, and, and they're beautiful. But I want to say that these sandcastles, they have no depth to them. And so when the tides of life, they come in, they are washed away. And so sandcastles are not meant for us to build our lives on. But that's exactly what we do. We build our lives on the structures that fail. Amen. And if we build our own kingdom, then we can be assured, amen, that what we build with our own hands will eventually crumble. Or pass away. Have you looked around? Have you not noticed. Amen. The kingdoms of this world are being brought down to nothing. As we speak this right now. The kingdoms of this world are being brought down to nothing. Every man is building. Every man. Amen. Everything that man is building for himself. Physically is being destroyed before our very eyes. Amen. Even the society that you and I live in today is crumbling. Amen. Because it's a man-made built, uh, amen, kingdom. And it's not a God-built kingdom. And everything that's not built, amen, on Jesus Christ or the foundation will one day fade away. Our flesh, amen. Think about this. God gave us life. He meant us for us to live forever. Amen. With Him in relationship. Even our bodies are one day going to fade away. We're not going to be here anymore. Amen. Our physical being is not going to be here. And I want to take a look lastly at the everlasting kingdom. Amen. So God wants us to build an everlasting kingdom. A kingdom that's not, amen, amen, that's built on Him. God knows that every kingdom that is not built on His Son, Jesus, will eventually collapse. I want you to think about this man, Nebuchadnezzar. The kingdom he was building was a, was a kingdom of pride. It was a, it was a kingdom of self-exaltation. A kingdom where he could look at and say, I did that. I built that. Amen. I did it with my own hands. These warriors that I have for myself, I've trained them, amen. They've grown up in my own household, and I've trained them up since their youth, amen, to be my warriors, amen. And he accomplished a lot of things. He, he was a warrior, amen. He was a conqueror, amen. And he defeated, amen, many nations. And so when we do not, amen, let God establish Amen. The spiritual kingdom in our lives. We actually resist God in pride. We say to God, my way is better. 
where I can depend on myself, God, instead of you. And so it is hard to stay committed to building a kingdom, amen, when you do not see immediate results. Or do you do not know, amen, or, you know, if your results, or you're not going to see the results, amen, of building a kingdom in your life time. But I want to say building in God's kingdom will always be more rewarding. It will always be more satisfying, amen, than building your own kingdom. Because I want to say these things, they come and they go. They come into our lives, amen, and they're blown away. And the wind takes them, amen. His kingdom is the one that will outlast any other kingdom. Because it is something that God is doing within you. It is something, amen, that you can keep, amen, that nobody can take away from you unless you let them. So everything else, amen, is physical and it will be taken away from you one day. And so we rely on God's spiritual kingdom. I want to say that you and I will not be disappointed. All other things fail. Think about this. Your health will one day fail you. Your money one day will run out. Your children will one day leave you. Man, one day my children are going to be gone. They're going to leave us. They're going to get married. They're not going to be there anymore. I mean, I'm sure, yes, we'll go visit them. But they're not going to be with us. Amen. And so all these things, they fade away. And so our kingdom needs to be built on God, amen. It needs to be built on God's word. Hallelujah. I want to read you one last scripture. Luke 21, 25 through 33. It says, And there will be signs in the sun and moons and the stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the seas and the waves, people fainting with fear without... Um, Amen. It says, they'll be saying what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with its power and great glory. Now these things uh, will begin to take place. Uh, straighten up and rise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And he told a parable, look at the fig tree and the trees. As soon as the leaves come out, you will see for yourself and know that the summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these uh, have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Amen. And so there's there's another scripture actually that that I that I discussed with my wife the other day. It says that that the sun, amen, will will not, amen, give its rays. And have you looked at the sun lately? Amen. Have you looked outside lately? I know it's because of the fires. Amen. But the word of God is the word of God. My father-in-law says when he left Houston, the the smoke is not down there. But he said when he got up in the clouds, the smoke is up there. 
And think about that. It's, it's reached from here all the way over there. And who knows, amen, how far it's, it's, it's going. And so, but these, amen, are the things of man. And even, amen, the stars, amen, and, and the sun itself, will, the Bible says it will not give its ray anymore. And these are all the signs, amen, of the coming of our son Jesus Christ. And I, I want to say this evening that we need, amen, God has given us his word. He has given us, amen, that we can read and we can, and we can look out and tell that the, the coming, amen, of, of the Messiah is near. It's there for us, amen. Other people read this stuff and they look at it and they're like, okay, whatever, that's, that's Mother Nature, or that's global change or uh, climate, um, global warming, amen. But we should know the signs, amen, even though maybe they're caused by man. Amen. My mother-in-law said that, that it's the protesters lighting the forest on fire. Who cares, amen. But the signs are still there and the signs are still in the word of God, amen. Who knows, amen. But I want to say this evening that we need to be prepared as a people of God, amen. And the, the upcoming, amen, kingdom, amen, it's going to be a kingdom, a spiritual kingdom, and not a kingdom, amen, by man's hands. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.